Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1351 today. We get to hear both sides of the story of Kylo Ren's childhood. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Ken Prevlar, illustrator of the Star Wars Incredible Cross Sections books. You're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So we're continuing our series of looks at the last Jedi novelization by Jason Fry, and we're about to go out of order with things. We're about to start taking pieces of the shifting narrative with what's going on on the Rattus and the various characters that are hanging around on the Rattus, as well as what's going on with Kylo Ren, and start to pick pieces here and there of how we want to talk about the new reveals in The Last Jedi novelization. And I wanted to pull together for you a couple of things with Leia and Ben because they don't necessarily happen concurrently, but there are wonderful bits of information that mostly do, and we get to learn about their relationship to some degree. We get a little bit of insight, not a heck of a lot, but enough that it matters. And so there's a wonderful description of the moment that Leia realizes that Ben Solo is out there flying around the Rattus, and she has all of these recollections coming to her that she doesn't necessarily want to be experiencing in the moment, but almost doesn't have a choice to experience them. Remembering Ben in her womb as this bright light within the Force, but also shot through with veins of shadow that Luke apparently tried to comfort her about, saying that, hey, you know, even the brightest lights will have the darkest shadows, and yeah, that sounds very nice, but it turned out <laughs> to be not the reassurance that it needed to be because things didn't turn out as well as they could have, did they? She also remembers how beautiful he was as a baby, remembers him as a toddler, following his daddy around everywhere, carrying the dice from the Falcon and saying that someday he was going to grow up and be a pilot just like his daddy. Oh, so heartbreaking. And then he gets into his adolescence and, you know, it struck me as being similar in the way it was described to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. There's a scene where it's almost horror-like where he's just getting mad and stuff is breaking around him as he gets angrier and angrier. And that's kind of how it's described in the Last Jedi novelization that as he becomes more alone and more angry and that anger manifests itself as things malfunctioning and objects breaking and shattering when he's not even nearby them but it's still happening yeah it has that very same kind of wizardy like feeling which i suppose makes sense because the force and being able to perform magic in the harry potter universe kind of a similar-ish sort of thing i guess you could say but then somehow she lost Ben to Snoke, and we still don't know anything about that at all. We don't know how it is that Snoke got anywhere near Ben Solo, how any of the wooing of him to the dark side happened, none of that at all. All we know is that something was happening, and it was making him moodier and angrier in his adolescence, and that sending him off to Luke was hopefully going to be something that solved it, but... Unfortunately, from Leia's perspective, it didn't, and he was taken by Snoke after all, but she didn't necessarily see that as Luke's fault, but she did get very upset with him about the fact that 
he turned away from her when she needed him most. And of course, we know Luke's grief and sorrow about the way things went down was the driver of that. But of course, Leia doesn't necessarily know that at this point in the story. And so she just talks about how, or at least has the a recollection in her head or the narrative in her head, if you will, of how she just sort of let Luke float away through the force because she was upset with the fact that he didn't stay in touch with her or help her get through this whole thing. And so she hasn't sensed his presence in the force in years, and she has tried to reach out from time to time, but has been unable to touch his presence in that way that she used to be able to so many years ago. Meanwhile, as Ben Solo is flying around in his TIE silencer, he's having his own reflections. And even as he targets the bridge and knows through the force that Leia is on that bridge, he can't help but think back on some of the bad things that happened from his perspective. He remembers hearing conversations between Leia and Han that were happening in another room and they thought he couldn't hear them, but he could. He was listening in, whether it was just listening in like a normal kid would or through the force somehow that that we don't know. But just that he recalls that they were talking about him like he wasn't their son. This is the way that he's putting it. And like he was some kind of monster that needed to be sent away. And that was something that has been rankling him for ages. So he feels like he was betrayed by his parents. And then, of course... Han, with his scoundrel-like behavior being an utter disappointment, and Leia with her causes, this is the way that he's putting it, that he was always basically taking second fiddle to one thing or another in his parents' lives, and that they just wanted to get rid of him, especially when things started to get unpleasant with him. But as we saw in the movie, he couldn't pull the trigger or push the trigger, as the case may be, and be the one to kill his mother. And the reason why ultimately comes down to him sensing her as the calm inside the storm of anxiety and emotion inside the Bridge of the Rattus. But when he senses her anxiety and her worry, he realizes that it's worry for him and that she just wants him to come back. And so he realizes that there is still good in her, I guess, from his perspective in a way. And it's that realization, that selflessness in her, that she's not worried about her cause. She's not worried about the people around her. She's worried about her son. Even in that moment, that's the thing that stops him from firing on her. However, as we recall, there was a wingman who fired on the bridge, and that's ultimately what killed almost everyone. And Kylo actually has a moment where he realizes that if he had caught on to what was happening, if he had been paying closer attention, if he hadn't been absorbed, basically, with his force musings, then he could have caught that torpedo that his wingman shot and froze it in space and kept it from destroying the bridge. So that's a neat little alternate history thing to play around. What... Uh, play around with what would have happened if Kylo Ren had grabbed that missile with the force and prevented them from destroying the bridge like what would he do then what's the end game on this whole thing I mean I'm not certain you could really play it out <laughs> you can imagine Dr. Evil and Scott you know going to therapy right something like that no I don't think Leia and Ben in some sort of group therapy necessarily works but 
it's kind of a neat idea to think about the possibility that the two of them could have reconciled at some point in their lives. And unfortunately, it is not to be, though it seems like there was a moment where even that brief hope and possibility did exist before the light of a concussion missile snuffed it out, as it were. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. And then a couple extra little tidbits and factoids that don't quite fit into the whole narrative of talking about, you know, these bigger ideas. So stay tuned for that. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. So a couple of things that I hadn't necessarily shared with you from the novelization that I thought were rather interesting include the fact that the reason why things went down the way that they did with the battle include the fact that the Radis had extended its shield envelope to try to protect the other resistance ships, but as a result, that made the Radis itself vulnerable, which is why Kylo and his wingmates were able to attack the Radis and get into the landing bay and destroy that so it couldn't launch any X-Wings or A-Wings, and unfortunately caused the death of Tally, the A-Wing pilot, who is probably the best pilot match for Poe Dameron that we ever had a chance to see. And unfortunately, she is no longer with us. Additionally, there's a note about how when Ray tells Luke that the First Order is going to take over the galaxy in a matter of weeks, the reason why she knows that is because Leia had shared with her estimates of the First Order's military stocks before Ray took off to go see Luke. So I guess that was part of the plan was to say, hey, Luke, Things are really bad, and this is how I know they're bad. And apparently Luke, even though he has closed himself off from the Force, there is a line in the novelization that suggests that if he's closed off, maybe he's not entirely closed off from knowing about what's going on because he says, do you think I don't know my friends are suffering? Or maybe that's just a reaction to Ray trying to tell him all the bad things that are happening and him just saying, yeah, if all those bad things are happening, then uh, I get it. My friends are suffering, but I'm still not leaving this island anyway. And that for today is going to do it for the podcast. So thank you as always for listening and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you become a spy for the Jedi Council, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a night at the space opera, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.